What's up, y'all? It is your girl, Chanel. Welcome to episode 11 of Candid Talk with Chanel. And I hope everyone had an amazing, a fulfilled, a Thanksgiving uh, filled with love. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving with their families. I know I for sure did. This was the first year that my husband and I hosted Thanksgiving. We normally host a Christmas party with our friends and like younger family members. And then we normally host Christmas Day with my immediate family, which is normally, I would say, no more than 10, 10 of us. So to take on Thanksgiving with my extended family and my immediate family, it was about 18 of us here and it was great. Um, I took it on because I felt like it's been a tradition on my dad's side. This is my southern side, the side from South Carolina. It's always been a tradition since I was a child for us to come together for Thanksgiving. You know, my grandmother and her uh, three sisters were the matriarchs of the family. And unfortunately, only one of them is still living. And so as each matriarch has kind of passed away, I feel like we as a family have gotten farther and farther away from our traditions of having Thanksgiving together, our traditions of every two years having a family reunion. And so it should be no surprise now that I am a, a big planner. I enjoy planning things and I ultimately wanted you know, for us to kind of get back into the groove of having family reunions every two years and at least being able to come together for Thanksgiving. And so we've tried, you know, different family members have tried to have the Thanksgiving dinner happen, but I feel like the last past two years, it just, it just was rushed and, you know, you could tell that the effort was there, but the execution wasn't fully there. And so last year I said, you know what? God bless my husband and I with a lovely home that has enough space where people can come over and feel comfortable. And so I volunteered um, for my husband and I to host Thanksgiving this year. And I was a woman of my word, you know, and it wasn't a rush, rush job. I had kind of followed up and reached out to everybody and reminded them like a month and a half in advance prior to Thanksgiving, getting the menu together because we all kind of do it potluck style. I prepared a few things, my husband prepared a thing, family members prepared things, my mom, my cousins, and so we all come together, you know, with a potluck dinner, and it, it worked out super well. I'm so happy. Shout out to my Stuart Riley Leathers Gardner um, family because it was dope. It was so much fun. We played a game called Name That Tune. My family is in love with music and musical and so we just had the best of times and I hope you all enjoyed Thanksgiving as much as I did with my family and now we're rolling into Christmas um, my husband and I are gearing up two weeks from now is our infamous holiday party with our friends and family younger cousins I would say cousins who are more part of our generations um, and so we're getting ready for that I love Christmas it's my favorite holiday ever and so um you know, I'm in luxury retail, so this is a very busy time at work. And so I'm just trying to balance it all, as usual, um, and finish planning out this Christmas party. What's pretty cool is one of my one of my cousins is a DJ. And, you know, I hired her to come in and DJ. So 
it's going to be super dope. I'm excited and yes. So today, you know, I I think you've noticed the past now three podcast episodes. I haven't been able to lock in a guest the way I've wanted to, um, but no worries because 2020, the sky is the limit. I have a couple of things that I'm working on lining up. Um, and it's the holidays. People are busy. It's a lot going on. Um, so bear with me. But if you really rock out with me, you know, just listening to me alone should be uh, just as entertaining and thought provoking and, you know, um, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I feel like there's so many different things, thoughts that I've had over these past few weeks. You know, I'm 36 years old and I feel like 2020 is going to be a year of me embarking upon a totally new path and a total new role in more ways than one. And um, I can't really dig into it or dive into exactly what I'm talking about, but I've just been really self-reflecting and preparing myself for the next chapter of my life. Um, You know, um, I'm preparing myself and continuing to just plug away at my passion projects, my brands, complex simplicity, which Candid Talk with Chanel is a derivative of, and Move of Finesse with my girl niece. I'm super excited and still plugging away at those things, trying to be able to make it where my brands are my nine to five, as I discussed in my last episode, which was all things career. Um, and just still relating all the information that I'm learning in the luxury retail world to um, what I'm building and just to life in general. I feel like this job has taught me so much in a short span of time, just about life, you know, Um, working with people of a myriad of different cultures than my own, Um, working with people in a different age box than of my own, Um, and just working in an industry that is so different from what I was accustomed to. And just the element of change. I feel like I roll with change pretty well. But then I've learned, you know, with this new career that, you know, sometimes I can be a little resistant at times too. And and just to embrace change and embrace um, what comes along with that and the lessons learned and just, you know, easing into it with more grace, I should say, I can work on, so to speak. Um, And just always remaining true to myself and not doubting my abilities, like I kind of discussed in my a few episodes ago, um, with not letting other people's insecurities become your own, you know, building my brands and working in luxury retail has definitely um, taught me, sorry, y'all, it's like the wind outside. It has taught me to, that I cannot doubt myself. I cannot, um, you know doubt my abilities and my strengths and my purpose and all the things that makes me who I am just because the people around me don't understand it or don't get it or they do see it but don't acknowledge it like keep pushing keep grinding keep doing what I have to do keep being me keep living out my purpose keep living out my purpose out loud like all of that um and I often remind myself even when it seems like people act like they they don't understand what you bring to the table or they don't really acknowledge it. Like nine out of 10 times, those are the very people who were low key inspired by it. And so just to keep going and keep doing what you have to do. We all have, um, 
an agenda to fulfill. Our existence is more than just merely being born into the world to just exist. Like we are here for so much more, you know? Um, And I think it was also a good lesson for me to learn because in my last career field, I felt like the opposite. I felt like regardless of whether people really knew me or didn't know me, my work was valued. My work ethic was valued for the most part. There were always a few haters here or there, but I felt like my superiors, the people that I worked alongside, everybody saw what I brought to the table. And I guess you you can get, you can get, I don't want to say complacent, but it's easy to just get comfortable in that, knowing that that's already going to be a given, that's already something that's seen, it's already something that's acknowledged. And so I think it was a great lesson and continues to be a good lesson for me to now be in a in an industry where people could give two shits less about that kind of stuff, you know? Um, I'm in an industry where you may not even like know that you're going to be promoted it just happens you know um whereas in the social work world you can more or less kind of figure out like yeah i think that if if a position of a higher level becomes available that they may you know kind of call me into the office and talk to me about you know or you know make it known that i'm being considered for such a position i feel like in luxury retails and retail in general i feel like it's not quite like that it's like you you're just doing your normal day-to-day stuff when you come to work and then before you know it you're asked um you know or you're you're informed that you're being uh looked at for a position so it's just a different world but i think that it's good for me and has been good for me even though it's been uncomfortable at times to just really have to be okay with the fact that a lot of what I do um, or contribute may not always be understood or seen or acknowledged, but who cares? Keep doing what you have to do because as I always say, and I'm a true believer of this, what God has for you is for you. What God has for me is for me. Those blessings have my name on it and no one else can take it from me. And that has caused me to have even more faith in that area um, and to not have to rely on any form of validation when it comes to those kinds of things, but to be able to validate myself and to be able to, once again, know your worth in the work world, you know, and know what you bring to the table, but at the same time, still strive to, to learn more and to sharpen and hone in on your skills and what you do. Um, and so it's been an interesting hell of a ride. I'm going into my second holiday in this field. And um, yeah, I also learned that I cannot stress myself out. You know, my well-being is more important than, you know, anything else as it pertains to my job. And that I have to just trust God, work hard, but not kill myself, over overtax myself, stress myself out, overwhelm myself, worry myself into an oblivion. Like, I cannot do those things. It is what it is, you know, Um, or you can do, as they like to say in my field, is control the controllable. And what the controllable is, is work hard, show up for work, have a good attitude um, and, you know, be genuine. And that's that, you know, I cannot stress myself out or overwhelm myself with like uh, not making my numbers or things of that nature. You know, um, and right now I'm just really trying to tap into what the next steps are for me when it comes to my career and how I can really make my passion 
brands and all the things I'm working on be my ultimate quote unquote nine to five. Um, and that's what I'm going to dedicate a lot of time and a lot of strategy um, and my energy in 2020 for sure to really be able to like work for myself and and make a good living doing it, if that makes sense. Um, so I kind of want to like, I guess, say that my little one-two on that. Um, and just, you know, as it's a holiday season, remembering that life is short and we don't know how long we have with our loved ones. So cherish those moments, you know, um, take time in the craziness of holiday to like really enjoy and appreciate and slow down and remember the purpose of the holidays. I believe Jesus Christ is the reason for the season as corny and cliche as it sounds. I believe that to the core and to really just like sit in that and like have that moment. Don't let the holiday season just pass you by or making it all about gifts and materialistic things, but to just really like be able to share that time with your loved ones. I think that's super important because we just never know what happens in life. Um, I could think of many Christmases. My grandmother was here and I looked forward to seeing her on Christmas Day. That was another thing that we always did as a as a family. And my grandmother has not been here, I would say, for at least about eight years, nine years at this point. And so what I wouldn't do for her to have to, to for me to be able to spend one more Christmas with her, for her to be able to meet who I married and, you know, so life is short. Let's cherish that time that we have with our loved ones because you just never know. And um yeah, I mean, it's funny. So I told y'all um, that I am an avid watcher of the daytime talk show, The Real. And lately, and I don't know if it's because they're trying to get more ratings for this show or take things to another level, <laughs> but I feel like as it pertains to one of the hosts, Lonnie Love... Um, she's the comedian. She, I believe, is the oldest on the panel. She represents that black woman, so to speak. Because, you know, each each of the hosts are a woman of color, which is very um, different for talk show, daytime television, I should say. Um, it's not normally where all the hosts are women of color. Um, so, you know, you have Tamara, Tamara Maury Housley. You know, she is of Caucasian and African-American descent. She's biracial. You have Jeannie Mai, who is Vietnamese. You have Lonnie Love, who's African-American. And then you have Adrienne Houghton, who is um, Latina. She is Puerto Rican. And I believe, um, why can't I remember the other? She's Puerto Rican and Ecuadorian. And so it's, you know, this is kind of something that's never been done. I think it's amazing to be able to, you know, um, have talk show hosts in daytime television who are women of color. And so um, Lonnie has kind of been finding herself saying some real controversial things lately. Um, she came at a YouTuber, entrepreneur, um, who I guess is passionate about helping people in the dating world and just passionate about feminism. And, you know, 
all the, the things that relate to that. And um, this young lady, this particular YouTuber, I, I, I don't want to say her name because I don't want to say her name incorrectly. But this particular YouTuber, you know, she is multiracial, which is fine. You know, um, I believe she is of, uh, is it like Middle Eastern descent as well as there may be some Caucasian roots in there. Um, and Jeannie Mai is friends with her. And Adrian, I believe, is pretty cool with her. And, um, you know, they were just kind of part of the topic of girl chat was just, I guess, her tactics in helping women during the dating process. And you could tell that Lonnie wasn't here for the conversation. And Lonnie was just like, she's white. She's white, right? Like, that's that white side of her coming out, like holding up cue cards to like coach someone in the dating process. And like, just the way that she said it, it was offensive, um, almost as if being white is a problem, you know, almost as if when you, when you start to display certain behaviors, it's like, oh, that's because you're white, you know, mind you, Lonnie is dating and sleeping with a white man, right? Um, and so I don't know what's going on. She had that controversy going on, which this YouTuber felt offended by. Um, I know Lonnie is an ambassador, I think currently for Ashley Stewart's you know, she's collaborating and doing a, a holiday clothing line or collection with them. And, you know, she kind of put out there whether her quote was misinterpreted, but then she still was like tweeting responses um, to, you know, her, what, what she was being challenged with what she said. Because for Lonnie, she was saying, I guess she didn't feel like she grew up with plus size um, icons that she could look up to. You know, and then when people started saying, well, what about Oprah Winfrey and what about Queen Latifah and what about Aretha Franklin? You know, she's like icons trying to like making it seem as if it's like she hasn't grown up with like the plus size version of Naomi Campbell, so to speak. And then, you know, people came back at her and they were saying, well, we have this this plus size model and this plus size model who are well known in that realm and who are killing the game and, and pushing it forward, you know, pushing that movement forward. And, and so and that's why it's important for any of us, whether you have a tiny platform or a huge one, if we're going to make certain blanket statements, we got to fact check, you know? Um, and so well, I think Lonnie uh, ended up blocking uh, a plus size model who has actually been killing the game for some time she was a video vixen uh and hip-hop videos and r&b videos for some years and then she was the first plus size model to be on project runway who won because the designer who she was modeling their clothing won that season i believe it was season 16 a recent season and so you know she respectfully kind of chimed into the Twitter conversation because people were adding her because she is a plus size model who has been um, actually killing the game as quiet as it's kept, right? And so I think Lonnie ended up blocking her, which did, didn't make any sense to me. Um, and so I think, and then Lonnie, I want to say she said something else regarding Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta when they were in girl chat yet again discussing you know the fact that Portia 
we all know that she had a baby and then she found out after she had her baby that her fiance was cheating on her while she was pregnant and this storyline is kind of playing out on this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta and she pretty much you know I guess the question that the ladies posed during girl chat was would you be able to kind of get back with your fiance who cheated on you while you were pregnant so all the ladies kind of gave their response and Lonnie was just like why are we even talking about this y'all know Portia just trying to get her own show you know and it was it was like what she said and then it was how she said what she said so I kind of vaguely walk you through all those those three examples you know um just to kind of make my point about this it's not to bash Lonnie I love the real you know I typically do like Lonnie um, I know that she's a comedian and sometimes their their comedic timing may not always be appropriate. I also think that the world is changing. We are more sensitive as a society. And so a lot of the jokes that comedians would get away with saying or telling, they don't land as well. They don't stick as well in the temperature of today's society and the climate of what we have going on right now. And... It's something for all of them to have to consider. And I get it. This is their art form. They shouldn't have to water down their material. But at the same time, if you want to continue to get booked for gigs, if you want to be able to get certain endorsements, if you want to be able to get to that bag, so to speak, you may have to really be careful or have some kind of boundary lines as far as where you won't go. Um, now, I don't know if Lonnie is doing this to kind of get... Uh, more ratings and press for the real more viewership i don't know if she's doing this just for her own personal gain to to kind of make a name where everybody knows who you are you know how they say all press is good press even if it's negative press um but what i will say is because the real is it, they they are known to be an uplifting and empowering show they say that this is what they're all about i think that and this is a lesson to all of us in life, I'm a part of the conversation, that we have to be careful with how we respond to situations that our fellow women are going through, are, or what their career paths are. Like, we just have to be careful. You know what I'm saying? I've even learned that in friendships and familyships. Like, just because I may not agree with something my friend or my family member is doing or how they're living, it is not for me to like bash them for it or like get all up in their ass about it. Like we're adults, we're grown, everybody gets to live their life how they choose to live their life. You know, out of love, as I always say, I will speak my peace. I will be honest with you because I love you because I'm concerned and then I back out. At that point, it's your life, it's your decision to make, you know? Um, and so I think that we all just have to be careful with the judgments and just the way that we critique each other and how each other is living their lives, living out their careers or whatever it is that they're doing in their life. Um, because to be honest, we wouldn't like it if someone did it for us. And I'm I'm really not about that, like, as they say, the youngings clout chasing and all that kind of stuff. I'm not about trying to just get attention at any cost. I'm building brands, right? I'm still not about trying to to do the most just to get a look you know what i'm saying like have you ever encountered people who you could tell they're just opportunistic or they're doing the most just to get attention for what they're doing or trying to get ahead you know in one vein logically i get it
but just that's another thing that my soul can't rest assured doing you know i'd rather take the slow and steady wins the race approach than doing the most and being out here contradicting myself or looking like a whole fool just because i'm trying to get ahead you know that whole crabs in a barrel mentality like i'm really not with that you know um and that's probably why my soul has an issue with retail at a certain point because i feel like the retail world is definitely a crabs in a barrel type of world and it definitely is where people will step on toes throw you under the bus do anything to cover themselves and to get ahead and that's probably in a lot of career fields you know um and so those kinds of things don't sit well with me i don't sleep well at night you know um when i felt like i had to like do something to spite somebody else to get ahead or to cover myself or you know what i'm saying to get attention i have to be out here doing too much you know what i'm saying like i feel like when you're authentic to who you are and what you do the right attention will you you will actually attract the right attention that goes from the dating world that goes to the career world that goes to me to any facet of our lives when we're true to who we are we're generally good people we have the best of interests and intentions for people around us you work hard you know what i'm saying you know who you are you live in your truth you will attract all those positive and good things and good fortunes to yourself those blessings so to speak you know so back to the whole lonnie and the real thing i don't know what her intentions are i don't know maybe she's going through the change i will never forget when i was in the social work world um i used to work with someone not directly in the beginning but she used to just i was doing a training with someone else and she was just rude as hell throughout the whole training trying to challenge everything that we were saying and then years later i end up working in the same unit as her um, and then she shortly became my supervisor for a brief period of time and she actually apologized she said Chanel I will never forget you were doing this training about um how to deal with children who have you know behavioral issues and needs and I was challenging and everything you guys were saying I was refuting everything you guys were saying and I want to apologize girl I was going through menopause and it had me acting crazy and we both just laughed and I said I appreciate you know your candidness about that and I appreciate you for apologizing I said I'm not gonna lie I didn't know you like that and I just felt what was her problem but it wasn't anything that like stuck with me I didn't harbor any resentment or ill will towards you I just was like what's wrong with her and then kept it pushing I said but I appreciate you apologizing for that and explaining where that behavior came from and so I, it makes me think when it, with Lonnie she's kind of acting way more extreme than usual with her comments and you could tell that even her and Jeannie Mai when she was you know um going at the youtuber that uh genie's cool with by saying she's white that's just how white people are man that's that white side of her you could tell that genie felt some kind of way and was trying to keep it cute because the cameras were on you know so it makes me wonder like what is going on with lonnie is she going through the change you know is is that what has her kind of um responding to some of these girl chat topics in a non-favorable way where she's offending people you know, and then the thing that got me is on one of the recent episodes of The Real, I'm sure the producers and the, the higher ups, you know, of that show told her you have to address this and you have to apologize because you're now we're in the press more and more with 
uh, because you're offending people. And so I'm sure they put her up to saying something, but then she gave like this half-ass apology. It actually wasn't even an apology. It was like, come on guys, we got to lighten up. Everything I say is with, with good intent, good, you know, pure intentions, you know, but we have to lighten up. You know, I'm a comedian and it's like, you that's a half-ass apology. Like you have to own the fact, regardless of whether your intentions were pure or not, you offended people. You have to address that part of it. And so I don't know what's going on with her and I'm not here to bash her or anything like that. It's just using her as an example to remind us all, we gotta be careful about what we say to and about people. Things always get back to people. Please, folks, rarely ever will you, is it going to be where you say something about someone else and it just stays between you and who you said whatever to. It always finds its way back to the person you were talking about. So if we are going to sit here and say something about someone else, even if we mean it with the best of intentions, be prepared to own up to what you said and be prepared to apologize, especially if the person was offended by what was said, you know, I, we, we've got to get out of this, I, this mentality that what we, we can say whatever we want about people. And that's just that we can have an opinion. And that's that because the truth of the matter is, yeah, in some veins, everybody has the freedom of speech to say what they want. However, we shouldn't be operating in a way where we just say what we want to say and it is what it is, you know? Like, what we say has power. There's power in words. Words can hurt people. Like, let's just be more cognizant of that. Regardless of whether you have a large platform like the Ladies of the Real or you have a small platform like someone like me, you know what I'm saying? Or you're building a platform, you don't fully have one like someone like me. So it's like, we have to be real careful with stuff like that even in our everyday lives with the people that we encounter all the time I'm reminded at my day job I have to be careful how I say certain things how I say certain things the ladies I work with may not get why because we all do come from different walks of life because we are from different backgrounds so certain things that I say may not land and stick the way I intended to because they just may not get it and vice versa you know what I'm saying so I'm always having I'm always trying to like be mindful of what I'm saying, how I'm saying what I'm saying, what I'm not saying, you know, what my body language is saying, like, because I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want anyone to feel hurt or slighted in any way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But I I really was, if I'm being honest, I was somewhat disappointed in Lonnie, more so with how she was handling the backlash for the things that she has said, the comments that she has made on daytime television. You know, um, no one's saying you can't have an opinion, but just be wise in how you're saying what you're saying, you know? And it just reminds me, just because people are famous or their their faces are recognizable and they have pretty good bank accounts, some people are still seeking attention and validation. Some people are still not fulfilled from within. Some people are still struggling with self-love issues. Like, just because we see these people on TV every day doesn't mean that they are balanced emotionally and truly happy within themselves and their lives. And I, I constantly have to remind myself of that. These are normal, everyday people with normal, everyday issues who somehow 
their path in life led them to the entertainment business and now we know who they are you know but that does not mean (laughs) that you know they are emotionally where they should be you know what I'm saying because when you start to see these kind of behavioral things or just these kinds of slip-ups it's like what is going on you know what I'm saying so it just reminds me you know I work with someone who is highly uh she looks up to Kim K and I get it because I'm always trying to study Kim Kardashian's business mind, her business acumen, her mother, Kris Jenner's mind. Like they are some intelligent women when it comes to business, you know, however, they're normal people. And I, I'm I'm reminded, and this is probably how I used to even feel about the Beyonce's of the world when I was in my twenties, you know, where you just look up to them and you're inspired, which is great, but they are normal people who don't have this shit all together either, <laughs> you know, like let's, let's look to wanting to be the best people we can be, you know what I'm saying? Um, and not investing so much in wanting to be like these celebrities. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm inspired every day. However, at some point there is a, a boundary line with my inspiration from them and recognizing that they are normal people and then I want to tap into all the things that makes me special. I don't want to clone, look like, be like a celebrity. I want to be myself. I want to, you know, I want to be able to inspire people in a way to want to be themselves, not to want to be me. You know, I feel like a lot of these celebrities, they get their bread and butter. They get their coin because they're inspiring us to want to be like them. I want to be able to inspire people to want to be like themselves and to tap into all the things that makes them special, them memorable, and all of that. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. These are normal, everyday people who are still trying to figure their shit out too, y'all. Let's not get anything twisted. They may they may have financial freedom that most of us don't have, but they also have other... They're lacking other things that a lot of us do have that they that they don't have at times. You know what I'm saying? And that's to be able to really work on yourself, you know, to really, to really, I don't want to say live out your purpose because in some ways they probably are and, and feel that they are living out their purposes, but to like really take that time to, to do the inner work that is necessary, that is just as necessary. Um, and so... I'm probably all over the place with today's episode, but that's just kind of where my thoughts have been this past week and change. Um, and so, yeah, I also have to put in a plug for Move With Finesse. We're having a dance class December 11th. It'll be our only class for the month of December due to the Christmas holiday. The studio we work out of will be closed for, uh, I want to say, half of the month. And so... December 11th, that's a Wednesday. We had to get in where we could fit in. That is our next class, 815 Sharp, 1630 Westchester Ave, Bronx, New York, 10472 Dancer Dream Studios. Um, so come through. And um, yes, we want to dance with you. We are looking forward to it. Our last three classes have been everything and more. Super fun. And um, we want you to be a part of it. We're trying to build our tribe and um yes come through come dance with us um so i had to put my plug in for that follow us on instagram at move with finesse um 
continue to listen to Candid Talk with Chanel by going to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And um, I will definitely be on before Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's enjoy this holiday season, y'all. And let's, let's, let's treat each other well. Let's, let's be mindful of how we say what we say and what we say. And if and when we do offend people because it happens, own it and apologize genuinely. Don't try to like be defensive and then try to like, you know, hit them with the, just lighten up. No, like let's be mindful of all of those things. And once again, when it comes to any area of your life, let's remember we do not have to seek validation from other people. You you may find yourself in environments where you will never get that validation. We on our own have to be able to validate ourselves and let's actually work to do that and stop expecting other people to validate what we do and our abilities and all of those things. Let's start being more secure in all the things that we do and we're good at and who we are and stop waiting for other people to say, yes, you're good at dancing. Yes, you're good at being a manager. Yes, you're good at this. Like, let's own that for ourselves and be that for ourselves. Thanks again and until next time.